Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn the fourth chapter of Masechtas Beitzah, Parag Dalet, Mishnah Beitz, and Mishnah Gimel. A note in Eitzim in a sukkah eliminam samachlo. A person cannot detach wood from their sukkah because that would be demolishing. Alternatively, the Gemara discusses even if it falls, it's since it was set aside for the mitzvah sukkah, it has a din of muksa, it's considered muksa. In fact, the Meiri says this might even be muksa daraisa. One of the few cases we have muksa on a level of a biblical level. Element of summer club, you can take wood that's adjacent to the hut as long as it's not attached to it. Okay. Maven eats in Minnesota, Minnesota, a person can gather wood from a field and um, from a pile, provided that it was gathered on Erev Yontif and just stacked in the field in Erev Yontif, because the fact that he stacks at Erev Yontif shows that he intends to take it and use it for kindling on Yontif itself, thus it's not muksa. And if you're in an enclosed area, you can you can even get, gather it if it's scattered. Um, and the reason for that is because it's enclosed, we assume the person intends to use it on Yom Tov. Meaning the operative principle is here, is was this intended to be used prior to Yom Tov began or not? If it was, then it's not muksa. If it wasn't, it is considered muksa. In an enclosed area, which we'll describe and define in a moment, so that even if it's scattered, we assume he says anything in my yard I'm going to use, whether it's in a field, so it has to be been that he gathered up and stacked it before Yom Tov began. Esukarp, what's considered an enclosed area? Close to Samachlir, anywhere that's close to the city. And the Mavarshan point out, it's with you no, know, it's seventy and two thirds almost uh, close to town, which if you recall from the days of Tchum Shabbos, makes a lot of sense. And it has to be under lock and key. Remember Yehuda. That if it is in an enclosure and it's locked, then it can be even further away than than a seventy and one half amos. In fact, it can be two thirds amos. It can be even within up to the two thousand amos limit. Once you get two thousand amos, you have an issue of tchum, which will be the subject of the next chapter. A person cannot chop wood from their construction beams. A person can say, "Oh, I need wood to go to their basement and start whacking at a, a, a beam in the basement or a stud in the basement." Because it's, that's set aside to be used as part of the house, and therefore that's muksa or destruction. Or, for that matter, let's say you have well, your stud collapses on Yamtiv, now you have a, a wood sitting around, you can't use it either because prior to Yamtiv it was intended to be used only for their construction, and now you're repurposing it, which you, one cannot do on Yamtiv. If you want to chop wood, you can't use an axe, a saw, or a sickle because these are tools of a craftsman. And we don't use those on Yom Tov for Elabikovit. You can use a wood, uh, uh, a cleaver, because that's not a craftsman tool. It's not usually used for chopping wood. Let's say you have a house full of produce, and the entrance was sealed with bricks. The bricks were piled in the entrance, and the bricks break on Yom Tov. You can take from the place to the breach. And we don't say, oh, one minute, since you couldn't access it, Erev Yom Tov, because there were bricks that were piled in the way, therefore it's muksa, you didn't intend to use it. And the answer is no, because you always could have moved the uh, bricks. Comes along with Mary and says, Once even Al allowed to remove the bricks, and certainly if you're allowed to remove the bricks, so then you're, because they're not cemented to each other, therefore once you do so, you can take and partake from the fruits that are inside. I wish you all a wonderful day.